All right, you want to um, walk us in? Ashley. Oh, I have to do it. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll do my, my patent-pending podcast intro, which is I basically won't do one. And so, yeah, we're here. Um, this, this is the homebrew kitchen. Um, so, let's see. This year, assuming that, you know, this comes out in 2021, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're playing a little game called The Ground Itself by Everest Pipkin. Um, it's available on itch.io. It's very inexpensive. I would recommend to anyone listening to go pick it up and give it a try. And so this is a this is going to be pretty different from most of our other episodes because this is a collaborative world building game. Um, most of our past episodes have kind of focused on, um, you know, role playing games where all of all the players, you know, role play specific characters. But that's not really the case with this. Um, the flow of the game is kind of that we're going to um, spend a little bit of time deciding on kind of a generalized setting. Um, we've all been dealt cards that have associated questions regarding, you know, like different aspects of the setting that we'll use to flesh it out. And then there is a mechanic for rolling to determine a span of time. And so we're just going to kind of collaboratively, you know, examine what happens in this place over the span of a couple of these periods of time. And, um, they can be as short as, you know, a few days or as long as several millennia. Uh, do we want to introduce ourselves before we get into the game? Uh, yeah. So, um, I'm Ashley. I have no social media. If you go on Spotify and look up Long Antlers, I have a, an album of weird ambient music you can listen to, and that's about it. Hi, I'm your other host, Rachel. I'm a frequent host on two other podcasts on the Too Many Thoughts Medium. You can find me over there. Um... I'm Grayson. I dare you to try and find me on the internet. I'm Peter, and I'm right behind you. <laughs> do you want to do you want to plug your little shoeless Pete games? I feel like sure. I'm Peter Shaver. That, that seems a little Pete important. Games. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I yes, I should ascribe value to my to my efforts. Um, you should never pass up a chance to shill the well, like. Oh, all right, so The Well is a role-playing game that I have made over the last few years, and it's finally reaching print. Uh, had a Kickstarter a while back that went quite well, and you can still pre-order at shoelesspeakgames.com. We, will, we, we can edit this out later if you so desire. <laughs> I have no reason for you to not say it. I just didn't, I don't know. I, um, I did have a, so I suddenly remembered a gameplay question. Okay. That, you know, you may want to cut this out. Um, that the numerical deck is supposed to be sorted into suits, so we encounter the suits in order. Oh, um, um, is that even doable? I can choose which cards I want to. I I think I can work this out. <laughs> <laughs> this is a math question. Get, it's turned into a math question. Give me a second. <laughs> Thank you for holding. We appreciate your patience. You know what? I'm sorry. I think I'm wrong. Well. 
nothing no. actually duplicated the deck. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm wrong. I think you just draw, um, and when you hit a ten, that's when you leap forward ten days or a thousand years or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so you could answer multiple numbers about the same era. Okay. Um, I'll, right, I'll probably so, I'll probably leave that in. I'm. <laughs> oh great! Yeah, let's go ahead. Leave in the part where I make a complete error. Ah uh, yes. That's the best parts of podcasts. Come by my game. I screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> I misread a thing. <laughs> yes. Oh god! I don't use this deck. Laugh re- upon me. That's when I'm renaming it. So wait, you can't delete it? Um, I'm not entirely sure how. Interesting. So I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Let's start. So, um, I think step one is yes. Yeah, step one is going to be. Um, the section titled Our Setting. Yeah. So to do a quick dramatic reading from the book. The setting for our game should be decided collaboratively around the table. This may be emergent. For example, one player may suggest a place that involves animals. Another player may amend this suggestion to mean a zoo. A third player may agree, but suggest making it a zoo planet, established as a biodiversity reserve in the far future. You may feel out multiple options, but try not to say no to other people's suggestions. Rather, build on top of existent ideas or ask clarifying questions to create a place that is everyone's. And it reminds us to remember that what we see happen here could happen over the course of, you know, a few days or a few millennia is strictly confined to this location. So um, whatever we come up with, um, we're married to it for the next uh, two-ish hours. (laughs) It's a it's a short marriage, ah. but mm. sweet. The divorce will be acrimonious. Mm. It burns like a fire. Mm. Um, yeah. Word association, Grayson. Uh, first word that comes to your mind. Don't think, just say. Town. Okay, a town. Are we going down a line, or what are we doing? I don't know. I just wanted to make Grayson do that. <laughs> <laughs> we could have a town, though. Uh, like a town in is it a big town is it a little town where is the town i'm i'm feeling carbon or coal or something like that maybe a, some sort of coal mining town ooh mm-hmm. okay I like that all right mining town coal mining town uh ghost coal mining town <laughs> they mine ghost coal <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking like it's haunted a ghost oh. situation of an old coal mine yeah. Mm. Mm. So, so a thought immediately struck me, which is like the very first thing that comes to mind is the kind of typical, like you know, tombstone kind of you know old western ghost town. But what if, what if mm-hmm. it's like what what if we just take that setting and just throw it out? And what what if it's like you know what does a ghost town look like in like you know the far future or like you know something weird like that? So, like, the the equivalent of a ghost town after some kind of far future colonization. Well, I, I'm just thinking, like, what kind of the, the, the gestalt, I guess, of, like, you know, an Old West 
ghost town, you know, where there used to be a mine. It's like, what if you transplanted that to some kind of, you know, entirely different setting? And like, you know, how does that translate? If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm imagining some kind of deep, like borehole, you know, a mile wide, going down in the earth with a, a town built up around it, Ooh. Uh, or on one edge of it, with kind of futuristic buildings or something. What if they are mining in crystallized gas versus coal? Uh, that mm. might be a bit too focused for this point in the game. Too detailed for this point. Yeah, game. we're already answering questions, but I, I honestly, I feel like we're at a point where we could go ahead and start whipping cards out. Just okay. based on yeah. that prompt. Sure. If everyone's cool with that. All right, okay. far future mining ghost town. All right. Um, okay, phase one. So phase one of the game, um, we're, we're playing with a deck of, you know, just a standard deck of playing cards. And so it's been divided into the face cards and the number cards. So the first phase of the game is with the face cards. So we're going to take turns drawing... Um, actually, no, we're going to take turns playing face cards that have been dealt to us. Mm. And each card has a question associated with it about this far future ghost town that we're going to answer. But first we need to roll our die. We do need to roll our die. Um, who wants to do the honors? Grayson? Sure. Grayson, roll dice. I rolled a two. You've rolled a two, which means that our, our little story is going to take place over the course of weeks. That's for right. The folks Every time we have a time skip, it'll be weeks. For right. the folks at home, I rolled a d6 for this part of the game. Yes. Yep. So the way the game works is we'll spend some time establishing our setting and then um, we'll be playing in what the game refers to as cycles, which are kind of periods of time where we describe like kind of what happens. And so there's a table and it can go from days all the way up to millennia. And so, yeah, a two means that each cycle, you know, we'll tell our story and then uh, when the time comes, we'll jump forward a week and we'll see what what's happened in the meantime. All right. Anyway, um, so I guess the easiest order we could go in for dealing our face cards would be the um, order at the bottom. Yeah, the order at the bottom. So for the folks at home, uh, we're on roll twenty because reasons. And, and the order would. And so our our order looks like it's going to be uh, myself, um, Grayson, Rachel, and then Peter. All right, well, go ahead. Uh, I'll go first. So I'm going to I'm going to start by putting down the Jack of Hearts. So the Jack see. of Hearts, um, it, it has two questions associated with it. Who lives here and what does an average person look like in this place? Or describe the flora and fauna. What is the landscape like and what animals and plants call it home? So I, I think sticking with kind of the ghost town theme, I'm more interested in answering the flora and fauna question. Mm. All right. Um, so we've, we've kind of described the landscape a little bit where I think, Peter, you described it as kind of like a giant 
like borehole mine with this town that kind of ringed around the edge of it. And so I really like that. Um, I, I think kind of what would be useful for this question would be kind of zooming out a bit to maybe the landscape outside the town. And so like kind of what I'm thinking would be um, if you've ever seen, if, if you've ever seen, I think it's, I want to make sure I'm getting this correct, but one of Jupiter's moons, Europa, if I'm remembering right. Yeah. The squidgy one. Um, Europa's the one where it has like. It's an ice planet. Isn't yeah, it? it's an ice planet. But then when you look at it, like if you look up, um, if, if you look up like Europa scarring, it has this really interesting like red scarring across the planet where it, it's essentially covered in this like gaseous ice. And then there are like mineral deposits underneath it that are basically dredged up by like flows on the surface. Mm. So I think it would be really cool if kind of the landscape of this place would be something like this where, you know, it's kind of this, you know, frozen gaseous kind of you know antarctic looking landscape and then like the borehole is just like this deep crimson red where you know whatever it is under the ground that they're digging for is like uncovered under the ice and then you know you like you, like the camera pans up and there's like you know jupiter is like filling up like half the sky like that's super cool in my mind <laughs> i think that's a neat landscape and in terms of flora and fauna um that's a tough one. I, d I don't know, you know, I'll kind of throw this out to the peanut gallery. I don't know if we really think it would be appropriate for there to be any, like, living things left here. It would depend if it has an atmosphere. Ooh, yeah, that could be a thing. It could be, like, you know, you look at all the, like, structures and buildings around, and, like, the ones that still have, like, an atmosphere, you know, there's, like, plants and, like, moss and stuff, like, growing inside them. Mm. Yeah, I think the mm. if if the if the planetoid does not have an atmosphere, then what atmosphere remains inside the uh, buildings is fostering some kind of microbial life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm picturing there's like a big building with um, like plants. It'd be like there'd like be a greenhouse type building for mm -hmm. uh, for food stock for the town. Yeah, like, I'm trying to remember where I saw it. It's like, I remember, uh, it might have been at, like, the Smithsonian or something. I, I remember visiting this museum this one time, and an exhibit they had was this, like, it was this little self-sustaining ecosystem that was sealed in this, like, tube. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm imagining, like, any of the living things left, like, that's what they would kind of look like, you know? It would be, like, the miscellaneous, like, you know, plants and, like, fungi and that kind of thing that, you know... You know, travelers from wherever maybe didn't mean to bring with them, but they did inadvertently. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, um, that's a pretty solid basis. If um, Grayson, you want to go ahead and throw a card down, see what we get. Let's do Jack of Clubs. Jack of Clubs. Oh, that's a fun one. What was this place in the past and how long ago was that? Hmm. Well, obviously it was a mining colony from... If we're going to stick with Jupiter, let's go ahead and say Earth. Okay. 
Let's see. I think I think it was a fairly successful mining town until something happened only like two months ago. Ooh, okay. That seems to have wiped out all the people. For whatever reason, there are no humans there anymore. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely a couple cards that could come that could explain that. Um. Hmm. So, do you envision this as being like, you know, do you envision it as just being like a mining town in, you know, in that like, you know, it was just like an outpost of some company, or do you feel like this would be like? you know, more of the traditional sense where, you know, the miners show up and then all of these people kind of come to this frontier to make money off of them. You know, would there be like... Yeah, I feel like at first it was maybe just for mining. Then as, I guess, space travel got better, it became more of a full colony that also was mining this. Or valuable. Uh, is do you want to move on to me? Yeah, yeah. The last two times I've played this, um, we were on this phase for about two hours. So let's let's keep it moving. I'm curious to yeah. see what the rest of the game looks like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pick uh, the King of Hearts. All right, King of Hearts. What stories Ooh. are told in or about this place? Does it have legends or myths? And does it have a religion? Well, it doesn't now, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> it probably doesn't now, but I do think there... I can imagine there being stories told about this place, or there being, you know, like, legends or myths about it. Um, there's... Currently, it's at the rumor phase, because, it, again, it only happened... Uh, this great cataclysm only happened about two months ago, so mm-hmm. I would think it's rumors about the disappearances, because everyone's got somebody who knows somebody who is on the colony, and... Uh, so there's probably rumors of what caused it. Was the government involved? Uh, what was the or? Uh, what did they discover? Something or something of, uh, of that. Um, I figure that it would if since it was a colony. I figured that it was a lot of people going in there that had different religions and different myths, and uh, they kind of accumulated into different. Uh, they kind of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind they have the different myths, but they kind of integrated together. Yeah, a I, bit. I'm feeling like a kind of a port city vibe where you know you have all these people from all over, and then they kind of all, you know, they they exchange like stories and myths and all of that stuff, and it all kind of blends together. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the old folks tell about how they originally came to the planet and how there's no one here and how everyone's here now and it's so it's so much worse. Um. Okay. So so that would kind of imply that like you know this thing was built like less than you know a human lifetime ago. You mm-hmm. know if someone can still be there that can remember like coming there and they're not being right. well, around. Remember it when it was the real frontier before it started right. getting all corporate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they could have been a child too. They could have been uh, the first families that came out here. Could have been, yeah. Uh, So I'll move it on to Peter. All right, Peter. All right. I'm going to play 
the king of diamonds, which says, who or what is in power here? Be it a ruler, apex predator, series of laws, or the weather. And I think what is in power here is fear. I think fear is the the dominant uh, impression and and driving force between anyone who uh, comes to this place now, of which there are few, if any. Uh, so, right, because it's you know it's been abandoned. People have fled within the last couple months. So, I think I think fear is what holds power at this time. Okay. Hmm. All right. Um, let's see. I'm going to go ahead then, and I'll throw down the king of clubs. And the question is... If there are inhabitants, what are their visions for the future that they hold? Is it a long view or a short? So kind of what I'm the people or, you know, the inhabitants that would be here that I would imagine are, you know, maybe it's like the people that. The people that come here are basically, you know, trying to capitalize on the fact that, you know, this is this whole huge thing and they, you know, they've arrived at this place that was abandoned less than two months ago. And so their, their vision for the future is pretty short in that they pretty much want to pick the place, yeah, pick the place clean and leave. And, you know, maybe I, I, I don't think they would have any kind of aspirations to like kind of rebuilding the place. If that makes sense. So kind of scavengers, you're thinking? Yeah, I would I would think kind of scavengers. Um honestly, I kind of feel like, you know, the people that come here would think that like, you know, maybe maybe this maybe this place is kind of like, you know, a monument to kind of the folly of trying to, you know, build a colony like this so far from Earth and so, you know, their vision of the future is like, well, maybe this wasn't such a good idea, so we should just take what we can get and get out of here before we all die. Do we also want to go back to like what the people were thinking before the colony collapsed? Ooh, yeah, we could. Well, I know, or we can keep the pace up. Yeah, yeah, we we do have more questions that might answer those. So I think Grayson, you should. Uh... Yeah. All right. The next card I'm going to do is Jack of Spades. What are the threats to this place? Are these threats to the materiality of the place or to the people that live in it? Hmm. So I, f I feel like you may get the honor of answering the question. What happened here that made everyone leave? <laughs> I, I feel like that might be our kind of driving threat. Ooh, I wasn't ready for that. Let's see. <laughs> Was it government conspiracy? <laughs> well, the let's go forward a little bit, and the current threat to these hypothetical people 
exploring the now abandoned ruins, there's the threat of just this place, the seals will eventually break and will become completely inhospitable as there's no longer these contained atmospheres. For what to destroy the place? Ooh, I, I have an idea for a threat. Sure. Well, so one thing that I think could be interesting would be maybe the people that come here, like maybe it's a situation where um, it's like that one short story oh, that I can't remember. I think it's called like Cold Calculations or something where space travel is only at the point where you can have enough fuel to go one way, but not the other. Mm-hmm. So what, mm-hmm. what if one of the threats to these scavengers was um, they... Maybe they all have the implicit understanding that, you know, there's a lot of wealth to be found here. But eventually someone is going to take the last of the fuel on their journey back home. And then anyone that's there afterwards is just stuck there. (laughs) So the threat is abandonment. Yeah, so the current threat to the people on on Europa is abandonment, right? Yeah, it's like... I think I think that could be an interesting kind of threat to the people aside from just the de- well kind of like tied into the decay of the place is you know there there's just less and less stuff here over time for people to find and eventually someone's going to get the short end of the rope and they're going to get there and they're going to find that you know you know maybe maybe it's at the point where you know people have to convince themselves like yeah we'll we'll get there we'll find you know, there's some fuel left that no one's found yet. That you know, we're gonna get back, and it might be the case that you're just you know the unlucky guy that gets there, and there's, you know, there's just none left, and so you're just stranded. Okay, so I have a crazy theory for this. Okay. So maybe there was a like a fear mongering campaign that caused the mass action of this. Hmm. That's yeah. interesting. Um, so the fear was intentional, potentially. Yes. Well, let's uh, maybe play there, another card and see if we can make yeah, that happen. Yeah, there's a card that I think would answer this. Once we get to I it. have the Queen of Spades. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> what was the greatest tragedy in this place's past, and how is it remembered? Uh, okay, let's go with the time on and tradition of greed. So the, um, the local potentate uh, decided that he didn't want all these people here. So he launched a fear-mongering campaign, knowing that people would um, do the mass exodus and leave, and leave all the supplies for him and his, or their uh, posse. Okay, the, the local what now? Uh, potentate. potentate. Whoever the ruler was. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Governor or administrator or something. Yeah. Hmm. And that's the greatest tragedy is is a bunch of Human lies. Greed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I th- I think what's interesting then is the second part of this, which is how is it remembered? Which like you know what what did this person say? How did they convince all these people to leave? Um, I think they would put a. Har- uh, artificial like end to the mind and so it would start with a and then start a rumor in the working and like the work camps among the miners 
who would spread it to their families and it would spread between friends and use the power of rumors. Ooh, I, I have an idea okay. that relates to that. And and it relates to something I said earlier. What what if they were mi- <laughs> what if they were mining fuel on this planet? And so like the understanding was everyone knew that like, you know, like like there there just there wasn't enough fuel on Earth to like to get there and come back. And so, you know, they they went there with the understanding that well, if everyone works and we get this fuel out of the planet, then, you know, eventually we'll be able to go home. And so then the the mining baron or, you know, I still don't remember what that word was that you used. You know, what, what if they're just like, oh, uh, there's no fuel left. And then everyone panicked and is like, well, I don't want to be on the last boat home <laughs> with what's left. Uh, yeah. They announced they were running out of fuel. And so everyone packed up, leaving it to them. Yeah. And everyone yeah. panicked because, you know, they wanted to they wanted to leave before it ran out and they were stuck there. They could have announced they also could have announced the last ship is leaving at blah, blah, blah. Ooh. And that's why. <laughs> oh, that'd be dirty. That's why there's. That's why there's so much like stuff left on the planet. Yeah, I, I feel like we're kind of like veering into like '60s like hard sci-fi with this, but I'm, I'm kind of into it. Okay, uh, Peter. Sure. The King of Spades. Um, if there are multiple people who live here, what are they divided on? Um. It would be easy to say that there are not multiple people living here, um, but there are, I think, a handful of scavengers, and they are divided on what they should fear the most. Um, should they be the most scared of running out of fuel and leaving, or should they be the most scared of Europa alien monsters? And then okay. they argue about that. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Well, I only have one card left, so I guess I take what I get. So I have the Queen of Hearts. So who or what a person, landmark, society has been in this place the longest? How did they come to be here? Hmm. Do do we want to go with there being Europa aliens? Because like I'm kind of into it, but it, it's your question. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you should answer it and and keep your answer short and definitive. Okay, well, so I I think if you know the people in power here needed to run everyone off like right now, the the answer might have been maybe they maybe they found like some you know strange life form on this place and they're like. They they want to pull a Wayland Utani and it's like oh we got to keep this for ourselves, <laughs> and so you know the people, you know these people come here and they you know they start mining for fuel in the ice under the planet, and then eventually you know they dig deep enough and something comes back up to greet them, and that thing whatever it is is what's been here longer than anyone else, probably longer okay. than anyone could know. Alright, Grayson, play your last card. Mine is the Jack of Diamonds. Probably one of the most difficult cards. 
Oh, what is this place named or called? Who named it and for what reason? Oh, man. <laughs> Love it. We actually skipped this the last two uh, time we played this. Yeah, that one's that one can be rough. Do you want to <laughs> trade with me? Sure. Do you have, do you have a right. spicy name ready, Peter? Yeah, Booter's Hole. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Slap a label on it and ship that shit. Yeah. Like, why was it um, named that? It wasn't officially named that. It has some kind of name like Mining Station B B Alpha or something. Um, that's the official designation, and then the administrator named it, you know, something like Meredith's Repose. But everyone calls it Booter's Hole because the administrator's name was, you know, like Alfred Booter, <laughs> and uh, and and because they thought that that just, you know, flowed. For them better. Like, oh yeah, I'm going back down into Booter's hole. <laughs> and uh and that's what stuck and and Alfred Booter hated it. Oh my god. Especially because he tried to name it after his wife Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> I kind Here, of hate so it, much, but I like it. <laughs> you're so much better at naming things than us. <laughs> oh well, I don't know. I've been doing it a while. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'll we just try I'll to take name the island. We tried to name an island. It was like, let's Google name this uh, chameleon in different languages. Didn't work. Nah. I think okay. it was iguana. Just, ah, iguana. Let's try this other <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's still sidebar. iguana. Here's a, here's a fun game for anyone listening. Uh, go to Google Translate and try and translate iguana from English to any other language where it isn't also just iguana. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my last card is the Queen of Heart uh, Clubs. Queen of Clubs. What was the greatest moment in this place's history? I would say that would probably go back to the boom. Uh, I'm talking human history, of course, because we don't we haven't explored the alien or the alien life forms history. Um, the uh, the boom. What we're about. Uh, five years after everyone came, where everyone was uh, making money and everything was lucrative, every uh, businesses were sp- uh, sprouting up, and it was at the peak of prosperity. So this sounds very Bioshock in space. Like the longer mm-hmm. we, <laughs> the longer we keep going. Yep, that's my answer. And I'm, and I'm aware System Shock is a thing for anyone that. Comes to get testy in, you know, like the one Apple review we've gotten for this podcast so far. I, don't <laughs> I specifically need Rapture. Uh, anyways, Peter, play Grayson's last card. All right. Hey, Grayson, Here, play Peter's last card, I thought. I will play no. Peter's last card for Grayson, and it I is see. the Queen of Diamonds. <laughs> All right, Grayson. Uh, what is valued in this place? What is it known to have in excess? Uh, huh. It has a lot of fuel in excess. Secretly. Ooh. Um, what type of fuel? Are we thinking like hydrogen or ga- like a crystallized gas or something? I'm thinking something gaseous, yeah. I or maybe hydrogen crystallized gas sounds cool. So they get a lot of gas out of Booter's Hole? Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. That's part of the reason the name stuck. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, we did the first phase. We did it. Yay. Well, also, what is valued in this place? Is that the same thing, the, the fuel? Uh, monetarily for sure. Okay. 
Uh, I guess that in like an ex- a secondary thing is it's far away from Earth. So if people wanted to escape Earth for whatever reason, yeah, like isolation, something they yeah. can value, yeah, I, isolation yeah. and fuel and air. Yeah, kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Air, air is nice. I feel like they have decent. Consi- We've kind of established that it's kind of a growing city, so I feel like they yeah. have decent like recycling situation for air and water. Okay, what's the second phase, Ashley? Read us in that n- sweet, sweet narrator voice. All right, so we we finished um we finished the first ga- phase of gameplay, which is establishing the setting. So main gameplay. Um, during our four cycles of gameplay, players will draw cards from the numerical pile. Each type of card is associated with a set of questions, which are answered in order. Um, and then it gives an example, which would be, you know, the first time you draw an ace, you answer the first question in the aces section. The second time, you answer the second question, um, etc. Um, so the player may also discard a card before addressing the question and enter a focused situation instead, choosing to tell a story, throw a party, discover something, see an omen, leave the frame, or move on, skipping their turn. Um, these focused situations allow us to skip certain questions, instead spending more time on a single moment. Choosing to enter a focused situation still counts as the nth instance of a card. Um, so the question you would have answered with that card is skipped. And you may enter the same focused situation multiple times. So, you know, if someone enters a situation and then someone wants to elaborate on it later using their card, they can do that. And then if the drawn card is a 10, the cycle ends, moving us forward in time. And so again, once more in this recording, I was wrong. We'll roll the six-sided die again to find out how many weeks we move ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Grayson, roll. Well, we don't uh, need to roll yet. We don't need right? to roll yet. Only After, when someone okay. draws a 10. You'll so, roll the first 10, you'll roll, and we'll see how many weeks go by. Right. Okay. Right. So we're drawing from the playing card yep. uh, deck, the not the don't use this deck deck. The yeah, numbers, the, yeah, the the not the don't use the, this deck, the playing card deck. Okay. Cool. I want to draw from it. Unplayed forty. Draw one card, play one card, do a cartwheel into lard. <laughs> Okay. I open my mouth. Words I... come out. Makes me sound like some kind of loud. Look out. Okay. I don't know what's going on. So I'm going to deal one card to myself. <laughs> Good call. It won't let me draw one. I got really? a six. Six of okay. diamonds. Six of diamonds. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Yeah. Sixes. What is the most horrible thing in or about this place? Okay. <laughs> I guess you get to talk about the aliens. So I, I think only if they're horrible. I, I think the most horrible thing in or about this place um, is capitalism. Yes, I was hoping you would say that. Yeah. Space capitalism. Well, so That's right. I, I mean that jokingly, but also not at all, because it entertains me to no end to think that you're in the the deep cold vacuum of space where fuel and air are running out, and the most horrible pe- person. Or the most horrible thing here 
is that asshole in the office that yes. like is running the whole show so yes, that they can and, keep and the working to skim off the top and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> well, so I, yeah. I'm kind of imagining like, honestly, if he wanted to really sell the story that, you know, Oh, we're, we're out of fuel. You better leave now. Like, I imagine this guy probably like a couple people did get left behind because if everyone made it out, then oh for sure. So there were probably a couple people that were like, "Oh, uh, sorry, you're not on the boat," and then they just got thrown in the hole. They got thrown in Booter's hole while no one was looking. <laughs> well, you can also the say they they are used for human test subjects for the alien life form too. See if that one would be that's like I, I want this guy to be like just hilariously horrible and so like they don't even get a meaningful death like that it's like no they just shove them in the hole okay it's like what do we do with these people it's like well just i don't know there's a big hole put them in the hole should we give him a title now because instead of just potentate administrator uh booter yeah administrator booter (laughs) the third (laughs) that's alfred bernie booter's great uh, grandchild alfred booter the third (laughs) <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Buta <laughs> announcing yes All right. Mr. Um, and Mrs. Booter the third I'm very happy Grayson yeah. dra- deal yourself a card draw oh yeah it is a bit awkward uh, three of spades or three three what do people listen to and perform here what is considered the folk art I'm going to choose to discard this card and do an omen instead. Ooh. Okay. Oh. Got to roll dice for the haunt. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Sorry, we play a dumb cha- we play a tabletop game a lot and it's uh, when you get an omen you have to roll the dice for a haunt for that the game. That is a reference to the game Betrayal on a House on a Hill. Aha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to set the time frame to before the town is abandoned, or the colony is abandoned. Okay. So it's a, as always, it is a cold day in the mine, in Booter's Hole. There is a miner taking his break, trying to sip some alcohol while he has a chance to try and warm up. And then deep below the ice, he sees a giant shadow shift and move. I like it. There we go. Omentastic. Fun fact, days last 85 hours on Europa. Huh. Long day of work on Europa. <laughs> <laughs> right, but thanks, thanks to unions, suck. you only have to work a 60-hour day. Ah. <laughs> uh, all, the, all the old people there, you know, they, they remember when we got the 300-hour work week. <laughs> That's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez. Uh, Capitalism, the worst thing <laughs> going on here. Let's see, and if I'm not mistaken, I think, isn't the... Europa, like, it's a big sheet of ice, and then underneath it, it's water. 
Um, I don't remember if it's water. Sp- I know it's a liquid. <laughs> liquid, I guess. Um, no, I looked it up. Europa is primarily made of silicate rock and has a water ice crust. Oh, I see. And a very thin atmosphere. Huh. Composed primarily of oxygen. Huh. It has the mm. smoothest surface of any known solid object in the solar system. Yeah. <laughs> God, that'd be f- that'd be hilarious watching people walk. <laughs> they would just go wee. <laughs> uh, I think that's a setting the scene for another omen. <laughs> <laughs> Far in the distance, uh, a suited space person is sliding joyfully. <laughs> this can only mean ill. Um, so I pulled a five. Five. What are the stars like in our place? The sky and the weather. Um, uh, this is kind of easy because it is Europa. So, uh, I would say there's in on a partic- there would be like unparticular like ice storms that, that happen. That would make sense. Yeah. So the ice storms like f- fuck everything up for a while, and you everyone has to hide in Booter's hole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, while these storms are raging on, and uh, you lo- and it loses temporary communication for the colony for a while. This is how everyone's exodus went unnoticed for um, for as long as it did to the rest of the uh, world. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So cool. it's basically like s- s- sun flare, uh, sun fl- solar flares, but so- storm based. Interesting. <laughs> Ice storm based things. Okay. Cool. Yeah, cool. And the stars are—it's the solar system. So. Yeah. You can see it's is it? It's the sky, but sometimes instead of the sky, it's just Jupiter. (laughs) (laughs) And also, the days last eighty-five hours. Yes. Yeah. Probably pretty dark there too, if I had to guess. Long way from the sun. Oh yeah. And cold. It's cold. That's actually Uh, now that I think about it. You know that far out. Well, actually, Google's. Peter, what is your card? Oh, boink. It's the nine of hearts. Let's see. What do people eat and drink here? What is considered traditional? Let's see. Um, Mostly processed protein blocks. Um... When, you know, that's mostly what people eat. And occasionally they get uh, nice veggies out of the out of the horticultural uh, pod of the of the colony. At least that was, of course, before it was abandoned. Now it's scavengers who also traditionally eat uh, (laughs) protein blocks that they can, you know, dig out of somebody's abandoned locker or um, or bits of the vegetation that they can scavenge from here and there. Some of them are even resorting to scraping up, you know, weird fungi that have started growing in corners and and hoping that those are not too toxic. Amazing. Mm. All right. I wonder if they would use hydroponics or if the water would freeze. Well, Presumably I mean, the inside... I, yeah, the inside the has to be dome. heated so that people can live. Yeah, it's warm. Um, and they're probably using aeroponics. Oh, yeah. 
but you know, some sort of advanced whatever. Horticultural yes. sci-fi. We can always. Yeah. They're not. They're not growing potatoes in the soil. <laughs> okay, Ashley. It's back to me. Yes. Also, I think I think you might be able to set. I think your your cards are set to GM privilege, so we can't see them. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how to fix that. Well, me neither. Oh well. Oh well. It doesn't really matter it too, doesn't. too much. No. Anyway, well, I I drew a. Yeah, now that I think about it, I can't see your cards either. I drew a seven. That's weird. Okay. Seven of what? It doesn't matter. I'm just tracking. Of hearts. Ooh. What is the most beautiful thing in or about our place? Aw, that's nice. Um, yeah, I, I think, like... <clears throat> so, like... I, I imagine that, so when you think of like Jupiter, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is it's like you, you know, you imagine like the visible light spectrum pictures where it has all the bands and stuff. But then like you can find all these pictures of like people like observing it in like different like spectra of light and it like looks like super different. You can see all this weird stuff. So I imagine that like it's kind of like a thing people do is it's like if you get bored, you know, you just like kind of in the same way, you know, like the ancient Greeks would like look up and, you know, try and find like things in the constellations in the sky or like people like look at clouds and like, you know, be like, oh, that one's a dog. You know, maybe maybe people like, you know, in their leisure time would sit around and they would just like point like telescopes and like look at all the little clouds on like Jupiter. And, you know, like they would look at them and like, like, oh, I have like an infrared telescope so I can see all these other weird things going on. That, that would be like kind of what I would imagine. And then I, I would imagine like. Probably the landscape around like Booter's Hole probably has like kind of a weirdly beautiful thing going on where, you know, during the day you just have all these like stark like whites and reds like in the landscape. And then, like, you know, during the day, like, you can just look up and, you know, the sky is still just, like, full of stars. And that's kind of what I was thinking would be, like, the most beautiful things about it. Yeah, I like that. Sounds great. Ooh, the other thing I'm thinking would be, like... Meredith Booter. Meredith. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I'm thinking is it's, like, you know... Like, the kind of... Kind of the color of the town changes depending on what's going on in Jupiter. Cause you know, I imagine that like, you know, this giant planet like casts a bunch of light on this moon. So you can have a situation where like the red spot is overhead. And so like, you know, the whole town is just like kind of, you know, pitched in this like kind of red reflected light. So, you know, like the weather report can be like, oh, today's going to be a red day or today's going to be an orange day or like, you know, today's going to be a white day, like depending Mm -hmm. on, you know, where Europa's inclination puts it like relative to Jupiter. Right. It's yeah, it's it's lighting depends on Jupiter's weather. Yes. (laughs) And like the light that's cast off of like the different clouds that are overhead that day. Um, I'm also thinking the ice storms will also be strangely beautiful. Yeah, they yeah, probably would pro- be. Yeah, they're probably fairly ethereal with such a thin atmosphere. A ice storm on a red day—that'd be 
interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah, I feel like it might even pull up some of the red color from the surface when it happens. Oh, it would be. Really It'd be cool like thing. this red tide cloud. That'd That's be pretty cool. Wacky. Yep. Grayson, what is your, reveal your card? I have a nine of clubs. You have a nine of clubs. Nine. Um, we already did what people eat and drink. Yeah, so right, the next one is on someone second. or a group leaves our place. Who are they and why are they going? What do they take with them and what do they leave behind? All right, we already answered the first part where it's everyone who is intimidated by the administrator's decree that they're running out of fuel. So basically everyone left. They brought very little with them because they just... They had to get onto the ship more than anything else, or else yeah. they would be left behind. Right. I. It's kind so of you, funny. I could imagine, like, you know, they're like, you know, if they're trying to sell this story that, like, fuel is a big problem, then it's like, you know, you literally have to bring, like, the minimum amount of mass possible with you. Yeah. So that you'll have enough Delta V to get home. Yeah, so there's just this ghost town where... People left almost everything behind. But someone's leaving now. Right. So that was two months ago, though. So who's leaving now? <laughs> the lucky people who found some extra fuel. <laughs> and they're taking as much as they can. They're leaving almost nothing behind. Maybe they're also taking an unexpected passenger. Could be. They could be taking on. I, I I feel like I don't know if it's in the spirit of the question. I I kind of like the idea that like maybe this story could revolve around. There's a group of people that are like trying to leave, and so like you know basically their efforts are going to be made or broken in the next few weeks. You guys are into that? Sure. Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens to them. I got a three. Um, what do people in our place argue about for fun whether <laughs> at the bar in the square or in other social spaces if there maybe well, like if there's uh... I've got a silly if one alien, if, you, if, you if want there's alien, alien cats what if, there's alien, if there's if alien, there's a, alien cats, alien cats, <laughs> alien cats. Yeah, they're just like normal cats, but from different planets. Oh, they're arguing like maybe cats came from Europa all along, man. <laughs> yeah, they're arguing about the origin of cats. <laughs> that's that's good. There we go. Someone got someone had a, a few too many um, desiccated alcohol bars one night and was like, "What if cats came from this place, man?" That's why they're so fluffy. <laughs> Keeps them warm. You know there the Egyptians go. worshipped cats, right? And you know they got their stuff from aliens. Yeah, man. Like, Surely it was the cats who are aliens, right? Yeah, like they built the pyramids and then like they went back here, man. <laughs> This is a weird. This is a weird distribution of two nines, two fives, and two threes. Huh. And then we've had what one seven and a six. Yeah. Oh, we've I had forgot. A seven and a six. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So I drew the five of diamonds. Wait, we already have that in play. 
No, I don't. There was a five of spades. Yeah. Yeah, Peter just pulled out. Oh, right. I misunderstood. No, I'm, I'm way ahead of you, Grayson. I apologize. Keep going. Um, Grayson made his mistake. All right. The second five asks, what secrets are kept in our place? Why are they kept? By who and from whom? Um, yeah, what secrets? I think there is a group of people who stayed behind who are not just scavengers, though they pretend to be. Ooh. Like they st- they stayed behind because they had discovered the natives and possibly they they came here searching for them it's unclear but they had discovered the natives and so when the order to leave came they were dedicated and they chose to stay so they are still protecting that secret and trying to better understand the natives or establish some kind of communication while pretending to be scavengers like the rest of the people that they that they interact with who are still in this mostly abandoned town. And I think they might also be concealing that they have an extra cache of supplies because they came with their own agenda in the first place. I like it. So, so if that were ever found out, they, uh, surely, surely they would be hated by the other scavengers for not, you know, for, for sitting on this wealth of, of sustenance. There you go. All right. Wrong. Oh, hi, I got an ace. Oh, I have the ace of hearts. Ace. Um, see, we haven't had any aces yet, have we? No, nope. but it's but it's not a 10, it's just the right, it's just like a number so, one. What are the plants like in our place? The rocks and the soil. So I I imagine that like the the plants are like we've described where it's um you know it, it's all these like molds and funguses and then like you know the few like plants that are being grown via aeroponics that were brought with them. Um I, I think the rocks in the soil could actually be really interesting. I th- I think you mentioned, Peter, that the crust of Europa is made of silica. Right. It's I mean it's silicate rock. It's you know, it's rock. Yeah. Well, so like it, it's it, it kind of like what I, this has like no basis in anything other than I think it would be extremely cool, which would be um, I, I like the idea that like this rock, like the silica rock, it, kind of the thing that came to mind was if any of you remember the rain from Death Stranding. Where like I you know the rain it. is this like really mundane thing, but it's like kind of dangerous in like a weird way. Like I, I like the idea that like maybe the red soil like underneath the ice, like most of the time it's covered up, but like it can be extremely dangerous. You know, may, maybe it's like the silica is like, you know, the silica is like really sharp or something, where it'll like cut you up if it like touches your skin, or you know, it's fiberglass. 
Yeah, something like that. And so like it's I a, like it's the a idea really hard that, mica. Yeah. I, I like the idea that like, you know, if you're caught like it, you know, if you're, if you're caught in one of these dust storms outside, like it'll just wreck like, you know, it, it can wreck all sorts of equipment. Mm. So like even if you're in like a spacesuit, you know, it can like get into like the joints of your spacesuit and it can like cut the seal up and do all kinds of stuff like that. Sure. So so it's the situation where, you know, the soil is normally covered by the ice, but when it does come up, it's like extremely abrasive and it's like everyone just immediately drops whatever they're doing and like runs for shelter away from it. I see. And okay. like, you know, obviously that's made like mining like this pretty dangerous, laborious thing because you're having to like dig through that stuff until you get to the rock underneath. Sure. All right. Uh, race it. I got the two of clubs. All right. Two. Name a monument, marker, statue, or other physicalized memory that exists in our place. What does it mark? Wow. So I have an idea that when the colony was first built and everyone was optimistic, they planted a tree in like a big central dome or whatever. <clears throat> and over the years, it, start, it grew and got fairly large. And then when everyone was abandoned, or everyone, when everyone abandoned the place, it continued to grow and flourish. But it just... It's just an odd thing to see this mm -hmm. wild, uncut, untrimmed tree growing in this abandoned colony. What type of tree? How dare you put me on the spot like this? Come on, Grayson, do, uh, do I'm tree go science. With... It's like your thing. <laughs> no, he's Distinctly dirt science. not. It is, in fact, dirt. Oh. Um, <laughs> probably an oak tree. Okay. Sounds good. Bunch of fallen acorns around. It's very loud walking through the area now. <laughs> it's like a ball pit have... full of acorns. <laughs> I have, in fact, drawn a seven. All right. Oh. Seven. Um, invent a specific street, building, corner, overlook, or meeting place. What is it called officially, and what do the locals call it? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to do an omen. Instead. All right. On uh, on the day everyone left, uh, we decided that we need to go talk to the locals, and uh, we left Booter's Hole and uh, we went to the Booter's Hole and took a right to the strange uh, 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 appearance of dead end a uh, dead end mine, and went, we walked through the holograph hologram. Ooh, I like it. Okay, that's it. <laughs> nice. Right. Let's see. All right. A nine of diamonds. We really like nines. We do. Nines are so cool. Nine is hot. 
Let's see. Oops, went the wrong way. Nine. Third nine. There is planning going into a celebration. I don't think that feels right. I don't, I don't think they're doing a whole lot of celebrating, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> Time to story tell, Peter. So I think I'm going to leave the frame just for a second. I'm going to leave the frame and take us out to a space station around, yeah, around Jupiter, um, where Jupiter's too close, around Mars, where uh, Alfred Buter III is waiting and dealing with political things. Um, so I guess this is, I, I'm supposed to ask a question and the table ask and the table answers. Um, so what is, what is Alfred Buter III doing while, while this is going on right now? So it's, you know, two months after, after he scared everyone off the planet or most people, what is he doing? Um, the the thing I, I I could immediately see coming to mind would be like, you know, he you know he evacuates in air quotes and he gets on his little shuttle and it you know flies away, and then you know we get the shot of like all the ships like leaving the planet or leaving the moon, and then like you know you get the one little shuttle and it just kind of veers off and like, you know, kind of like disappears into the shadow of Jupiter and then it, like docks up, and so he's up there like you know, twirling his mustache evilly. <laughs> and like, I, I'm feeling kind of like a mass effect, like elusive man thing where, you know, he's got like a hologram or something and he's like talking to some dude in a suit back on earth. And it's like, yes, yes. The, uh, the evacuation is going swimmingly or something like that. <laughs> I see. Okay. So that's, that's what he's doing right now is he's hiding out behind the shadow of Jupiter and, and communicating with his co-conspirators. That's what I imagine. Yeah. Okay. Great. Then the world, as it says, snaps back to focus on Booter's hole, and uh, we're back to <laughs> Ashley. The odds are growing for us to draw a ten. I got a three. Yeah. <laughs> Which three? Three of clubs. I see. Let's see how many I, I cards are. How many cards are active right now? Like already pulled? Yeah, how many have we pulled? I've pulled four. Uh, 13. Wow! <laughs> we haven't pulled a 10 yet. Nope. All right, three. Uh, what's the odds of that? Uh, this is our third three. A new style, fad, or devotion sweeps our place. What is it and who cares about it? Ooh. <laughs> so I, I don't think a style or a fad really... No, but the third one. The third one, a new devotion. So I, I like the idea that there are already a couple factions. Um, like among the scavengers? Uh, among the people still left. I, I, I like to imagine, you know, the mustache twirling Mr. Booter probably <laughs> has like... What we would imagine is like, you know private military people there trying to like mm. keep things under control 
you know, you mm-hmm. have the people there that want to talk to or talk to, make contact with, you know, learn more about these, um, you know, aliens that are on the planet. The people that are just trying to build their, like, you know, repair a ship, fuel it up, and leave. And yeah, maybe, you know, maybe a couple people there have taken to this kind of like, you know, Fallout Church of the Atom style, like, <laughs> well, there are aliens here. Uh, I can make a religion out of that. <laughs> right. So there, there are people now praying to the, to the native aliens. I yeah. guess they're natives, not aliens. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm imagining like they see the aliens and like, the the thing that comes to mind is like I don't, I don't know why but I like like the aliens having something about their physicality associated with the number 7. Hmm. And it's like the church of the septimal tentacle or something maybe maybe uh, not tentacle. Or like the church of the septimal appendage or something like that. You know, they have some some fancy name for themselves. And it's like they're they're basically trying to like establish contact with these aliens and like you know maybe they want this little colony to turn into like you know this like theocratic commune run by their you know their alien gods Grayson go I got the seven of diamonds let's see yeah that puts us on our third seven a forgotten aspect to our place is recovered. What is it? A corner? A basement? A hidden garden? Ooh. <laughs> Gotten. I have an idea if you want to, if you don't have an idea. Oh, let's see. So we're still with the scavengers period. So. Yes, we're never going to move. Yeah, no. <laughs> Apparently not. <clears throat> We're going to draw every card and then four tens. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yep, that's a five. That five needs to. I'd actually say... can you get can you get the five behind the deck? I. I cannot see it. <laughs> oh no. Just remember, it's a five. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'd say a forgotten thing that was found. <clears throat> there is in. The scavengers are exploring Booter's hole, and they found in a mine that is older than all of the other ones. Either from potentially a earlier sort of mining colony, or one, or from something else. So, like, this is like some dumb, like, ancient alien shit. What, what if they date it to there being a mine on Europa that's like pre-recorded human history <laughs> right from five to six seven thousand years ago yeah like yeah. this is this is some like dumb cosmic horror shit but i'm into it where it's like humans <laughs> have been here like you know five thousand years ago but we've just forgotten about it since then for well, some reason that's, that's uh, up to grayson i don't think that, it, i don't think it's ancient humans i think <laughs> Acceptable. It's something they assume is a large mine shaft, but they don't know. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. I accidentally drew my five early, so it was a five. Ah. 
Five. The five of clubs there. The, the fivest of numbers. It is. Um, <laughs> the, the number that's not a ten. <laughs> there yeah. is a union. Is it political, emotional, marital? What is newly aligned? Ooh. Uh, I, I really want to do a dumb answer for this, so I'm going to do a dumb answer. Go for it's it. It's the marriage between Al, uh, Alfred Booter the first and uh, what is his wife's name? Meredith Booter. <laughs> Meredith Booter. Wait, Mr. Alfred Booter the first? Yes. So Alfred Booter the third's grandfather married Alfred Booter's wife? <laughs> no. It could be his sister. <laughs> I was assuming that Alfred the third was the third administrator. It's like it was like passed down from father to son. Yeah, for sure. And um, it was uh, they happened to marry the woman with the same name. Okay, just wait, but so I mean, we're this, currently this is, in the time frame. We're, of, yeah, we're all supposed to be looking at the present. There is a union oh, now. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Um, Maybe they were just uh, engaged and they got married on the space station. <laughs> uh, okay. The son of Alfred Bruder, it doesn't like his father, and it was going through, uh, stayed on the planet oh. uh, to be with, to be with uh, the people that have the supplies and looking for, uh, and went, and like uh, looking for aliens and things like that. And he recently engaged to his fiance, whoever they may be. Hey, that's great. Okay, that so so that Alfred Buter the fourth, yes, is a, is a, a is rebelling against his father. I like. Yeah, it. Uh, his and his father doesn't know. He thought uh, he secretly got off the ship before everyone left and let somebody else take his spot. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I dig it. All right. Well, are you all ready for this? Is it a ten? No. <laughs> it's a two of hearts. <laughs> ah, two. Yeah. Um, the second of numbers. Yes, and the second of the second of numbers. What is produced in our place right now, and how does it make its way into the wider world? Is this export a physical good or knowledge or something else? Well, the obvious answer is that, that people are still producing fuel, and it is not making its way into the wider world. But the secret answer is that the secret team of, of uh, xeno, xenophile researchers are working on deciphering the alien biology and potentially alien communication. And every once in a while, they you know, sneak to a clear place on the surface or maybe sneak into the, the communications room or hub in the colony uh, and make a secret broadcast to their their colleagues back on you know Mars base or something. So so what they are doing is exporting exporting this this secret knowledge about aliens. Nice. Cool. Ashley, draw a ten. <laughs> or suffer. Oh, I did. I got a ten. <laughs> Yay! So if I remember what the first ten is. Okay, so yeah, we'll yeah. So I, I have an answer to this that I think would tie very nicely into what Peter just gave us. Cool. So, tens, you may pick freely between the following questions, but do not pick the same one twice. Um, I'm going to take the gardens are planted, the work has been done, and now we wait. What was planted and what are we waiting for? And what I imagine is kind of... So I, I like the idea that, like, they need these researchers need to like sneak away from 
the rest of you know this colony to transmit their messages. So I, yeah. I think that like you know they've made some major breakthrough. Like maybe they've like sequenced the DNA of these aliens, or or like you know something to that effect where they can send the information back to Earth that you could like clone one with or something. Mm. And, and oh, that's fun. And so I imagine that it's like. I, I imagine that basically, you know, there's some researcher and they're in, you know, this very bulky spacesuit and they're like walking alone, like away. F- you know, we see like, you know, the, the helicopter shot, except it's in space. So, you know, no helicopters of like them walking away and they have this big like duffel bag sized like cylindrical container. And they like wander out into like the dunes, like the ice dunes around this place, and they put it down. And then, you know, they fiddle with some buttons and they extend a little antenna. And then, like, basically, what we see is, you know, a light starts blinking on it and it's like primed and ready to go. But it's like. What I'm imagining is the reason that the gardens have been planted, but now we wait, is it's like they need to wait for a few weeks for basically Earth's orbit to like come around closer to Jupiter Mm. because they only have this, you know, this handheld thing. And so it can't transmit all the way to Earth like, you know, the arrays on the colony can. Right. So, you know, they've planted this thing and now they have to wait. And it's like sitting out there waiting for the right time. And what is it? Um, it's a little, it's like a man portable transmitter. Ah, okay. And so some, one of these people, they like put on their spacesuit and they walk for like a day out into, mm-hmm. you know, the wilderness around this place. And then they put this thing on and they turn it, they turn it on and then they leave to turn around and go back. But now it's like sitting out there waiting for the opportune moment to kind of transmit its message back home. Right. The transmitter is primed and waiting. Right. And when it does, it's going to, you know, it's going to blow the alien thing wide open to everybody. Oh, sweet. And like my my imagining is that the reason they have to sneak away is if they tried to do it on one of the arrays, like Alfred Booter would know what they're doing immediately and would send his goons in to stop them. Right. So they they've planted it out like somewhere hard to find out in the wilds. And you know, their their hope is that like now even if they get found out, you know, maybe they won't find it in time to stop it. Cool. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, no, we roll a dice again. Yes, yes. now, yes, now Ashley rolls a die and we are going to uh move. All right. All right, that's a 2. <laughs> Yep. So now so, you move either forward or backward in time two weeks. I, I think forward. I think it's yeah. two weeks from now. All right. And then, uh, so what do you think? So we have three questions to answer, and we can either answer them collectively or we can, like, each take a question. Um, I think it I think it'll be faster if we each take a question. Yeah. Do we want to just want to do them in order, uh, move, like, Going on from Ashley, so Ashley did the ten, and then Grayson answers the first question, and so on. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Good. yeah that makes sense. All right, Grayson, do our characters slash civilization still live here? And if not, who lives here now? Does anyone? Uh, I think the 
remaining groups of scavengers are still there. Everything's still holding up. It hasn't been too long. Maybe some outer facilities are starting to break down, but people are still living here. Uh, Rachel, what does this mm-hmm. place physically look like now? Has anything visually changed? How does it smell now? How does it feel here? Um, on the surface, it seems pretty normal, except in the middle of the red scar. Here it seems to be getting darker. Oh. And was the red scar the hole, or...? No, the red scar is where the, the cutty things are. Just the red scars around the planet. Oh, just those yeah. things. So this the, the general marks across the whole planet. Yeah. Okay. And then Peter, that's me. Does the <laughs> place still use the same name? And if not, what is it called now? And who calls it that? I think... Yeah, no, I think it still uses the same name. And it's still, the, I mean, it's still the same people there. I think they're still calling it Booter's Hole. I think it would just be fu- funny if the church of whatever is seven or whatever oh. named it. <laughs> yeah. If, if the, 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 the church of the behemoth beneath the ice. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. Oh, they've, they've rebranded over. in the two weeks since then. <laughs> right. Yeah. We are, the, we are the, the disciples of the behemoth and this is, this is our place. Um, yeah, correction, they tried to rename it, but <laughs> no one oh, cares. Oh, there's like four of them, and they've had a schism in the two <laughs> weeks since then. So now it's, well, two sec- okay. it's two denominations of so two guys. So we will <laughs> see if that's true. We like All we know is that the civilization still lives here. It looks about the same, and it uses the same name. We'll see what it comes up on our other numbers. Uh, Grayson, please. May I also just suggest real quick, some people call it Booter's Shithole. I'm sure somebody does, yes. Uh, Some people I, call it Booter's Pooper. <laughs> I got a two of spades. We're going to run out of twos. We are. A major modification is made to the environment of our place. What is this change? Was it made by someone or did it simply come to pass? Hope you don't mind that I'm reading these things out, Ashley. Oh, you're, you're good. Sweet. Major modification. The, the sultry tones of the Peter voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone has a deep voice but me. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the last two weeks, I feel that <clears throat> a few groups of these scavengers organized to try and just shut out a lot of the outermost uh, like areas of the town to just conserve energy and oxygen, keep it from being pumped to areas Mm. that no one is using. So all in all, the town is much, the livable areas of the town is suddenly much smaller. Oh, that's cool. Great choice. I pulled us the second ace. Ace number two. It is time to plant the seedlings, in quotations. What are the seedlings and where are they planted? What is the harvest that is hoped for? I feel like you kind of answered this, Ashley. Well, well it could be can, something it else. Can, yeah, it could it be some other event that is set into motion. Uh, okay, let's go. In, let's go into the church of what is the church's name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one? There's two now. Oh. <laughs> um, 
uh, one half of the church decided that they need to give offerings to their Xeno um, uh, gods, Ooh. and they they decided to uh, plant in the um, in the ground uh, green uh, anything that is green to appease the gods uh, their gods and change the landscape. That's way less bloody than I feared. <laughs> I didn't. I was trying to go. I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, but sometimes brain goes doom and gloom. Oh, for sure. No, that's good. So they're 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 stealing some of the green the greenery that still exists and and burying it. Or a green boot. Or a green boot. I see. Sure. <laughs> what do we? Yeah. What do we offer our alien overlords? Green. What does that mean? Green. <laughs> Did we stutter? Uh, uh, and the other half of the schism is they plant blue things. <laughs> <laughs> you fools. <laughs> you doom us all. They hate the color blue. Everyone knows that green is the holiest of colors. That's right. <laughs> I, can, Not I can prove it with this calculation about the wavelengths. <laughs> So, Peter, I believe you drew the last five. I drew the last five. Someone is found guilty and is punished. What did they do, and what is the punishment? Huh. Um, oh, I have a sad one. I think, I think um, that... I, you know, I don't think it's deserved, but I think... Uh, Alfred Buter the Fourth is accused and and haphazardly at least convicted of being secretly in league with his father. Um, and I th I think I th you know I think there are complications and and fears of of uh, what's the word of spies or moles among the scientists and. Um, and they're they're growing more panicked and paranoid, and in their paranoia, they accuse Booter the Fourth and 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 is his fiance is his fiance in there too? I mean, I th she's around somewhere, or they're around somewhere. I'm not presuming Alfred Booter's uh, sexuality. Um, I mean, we could. It, we, it, he, he's our made-up being. <laughs> he is, but I just I don't care to make that assumption. I, I have no assertion thereon. Um, but uh, no, I think I think they execute him because it's you know it's like they could exile him, but that's the same thing, and that you know might as well keep the spacesuit. So it's it is it is not good it's bad it's bad is what i'm saying i made a i chose a bad thing <laughs> uh, uh, i did a bad what's up uh, i did a bad thing i did i did I'm a bad, bad thing. guy have we chosen <laughs> nope, nope that's copyright you found zero okay. two seconds on. i i i have no confidence that my singing will trigger a copyright strike <laughs> on music imagine the publicity though Imagine. All right. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ashley. Drawing card. Draw. I got another ace. Oh. So, let's see. This is our third ace. 
Does anyone have the ace up their sleeve? Nope, just, well, just so two arms. The the seedlings were the offerings to the alien gods, right? Yes. Yes. Hmm. So the harvest day has arrived. What is being harvested for what purpose and how is it being stored? So the gods count came to collect. Uh, Maybe. You can also do your own thing from the ten. That was also a thing that was quote unquote. Yes, planting. that was also a planting. That was. Yeah. Um I, I might do a focused situation then. Sure. All right. So I, I think that um, what what we see is th kind of kind of the perspective is like through the lens of like a pair of binoculars or something. Um, we see like out kind of on the dunes around you know like these snowdrifts around the you know, kind of the established area. We see like two guys and they're on a little like moon buggy looking thing and they're like going out away from the town. And then I, I think it's unclear, you know, who it is, but like, you know, kind of the camera pulls back, you know, through the lens of the binoculars and, you know, they they talk to someone and then two other people also get on a little moon buggy and they start following them out of town. And that's hmm. it. Yeah. All right. I rolled a 10. Heart. Nice. You, you rolled it? I drew it <laughs> with a crayon. All right. Pick your question, Grayson. Uh, can you read them out to me again? So um, the ones that are available are... There is a great victory that enables the inhabitants of our place to build towards a new future. What is this future they wish for? How will they set to work on it? There is a great loss. One that sets new burdens on the inhabitants of our place. How do they cope and what have they lost forever? Someone important, socially, political, or emotionally, in our place dies. Who were they and how were they killed? How are they remembered after? It is a resting day in anticipation of problems just across the horizon. What is believed to be coming and how do the inhabitants of our place set these problems aside for just one day? Or it is a resting day in the knowledge of a secure future. What is taken as a given and how do the inhabitants of our place spend a lazy day? Let's see. The first one was a great victory. Yes. yes. A, a great victory that enables the inhabitants of our place to build towards a new future. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I think that was when the scavengers managed to find the life support systems and close off some of the outer areas, but it gave, it increased the fuel efficiency of the entire station. For like almost an extra six months of time that people can continue to be there and it gave them just hope that they can keep going and find something else to keep living I like it so thrill now it's time to go back go forward in the time in time now we or roll. backward but yeah roll yeah yeah it's rolling but I'm assuming we're going forward in time six anyways. weeks 
Aha. Yep. Well, we can go yeah, forward or backward six weeks. Uh, I vote forward. It's Grayson's pick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'm feeling forward as well. All right. Sorry. Month and a half. Rachel, do our characters and civilizations still live here? If not, who lives here now does anyone? Um, I feel like some of, the, some of the scavengers have got lucky, but the main group, and also some of them has assimilated into the church of whatever. <laughs> so uh, the, the factions are kind of merging, but there's at least two distinct factions between the church and the scientists. All right. Uh, Peter, what does the place physically look like now? Has anything visually changed? Uh, yeah, I think large swaths of the colony uh, on the outskirts, though, um, so not like the central portion where people retreated after shutting off some of the life support, but large swaths of the colony built up on the side of the, the big borehole um, have just disappeared, the the ground underneath them having sheared off and fallen down into the borehole. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's almost like there are craters now where they used to be. What, you know, was this ge geologic instability or was it space-based weaponry or was it monsters? I don't know, but... Uh, but Cards will tell us. <laughs> that's right. And then, um, uh, Ashley, does the place still use the same name? And if not, what is it called now? And who calls it that? Um, I, so I imagine the place is still called Booter's Hole. It's too good a name to pass up. <laughs> it's too good a name to pass up. I, I imagine it's like, you know, they had names for all of these buildings where... That, that used to be there that have collapsed or have been shut off in the meantime. And so, like, mm -hmm. now they they start making this distinction between, like, you know, the old, like, old booter's hole. <laughs> <laughs> the old hole and the new hole. The old hole and the new hole. But, yeah, I, I imagine, like, you know, they've come up with some, like, kind of colloquial name for, like, the parts of the the parts of the place that are still livable and then the parts mm -hmm. of it that they've just kind of decided to you know, jettison for the purposes of keeping everything else running. Yeah. Yeah. So may maybe they, maybe they do have the old hole now, which is like, <laughs> you know, all these buildings that, you know, previously you could walk around in, but now, you know, it, now they're shut just, down. It's cold and there's no atmosphere anymore. And all the yeah. plants have just withered away and died. All right. So there's booter hole, booters hole and old hole. Yes. I'm going now to old hole to see if I can find something to eat. Right. <laughs> All right, Rachel, draw a card. A uh, four. Four. Hey, it's our first four. Yeah. What is the primary building or natural material of our place? I feel like um, the church has taken over uh, Booter's Hall, which is... Uh, <laughs> where the administrator uh, lived and worked and that has become the central building while the scientists live kind of more on the outskirts. Uh, also, of course, the building is now uh, split into two. 
green and blue. Um, yeah, and they each have their, uh, it's split down the middle with tape that they have. And green, green tape and blue tape. <laughs> they had painter's tape and then, um, a, a random electric, t- uh, duct tape that's green. God, the, with this fucking B-plot, where is it going? I, I don't, I'm the one creating it, I didn't mean to, but no, it's happening. Like- I, I'm as invested in the schism between the the green cult and the blue cult as I am anything else going on at this point. <laughs> I love that they're still living near. They're sharing the same building. This is some Drake and Josh shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's because the uh, uh, the two leaders are brothers. Oh, even uh, better. <laughs> sure, why not? How did you get all this from primary building material? <laughs> I, I the way I enunciated, I said primary building. Or oh. material. So Rachel went for, oh yeah, the main building. Well, the primary building. I see. <laughs> it's the Church of the Aliens. Got it. <laughs> Which had a name, but has been properly forgotten. Oh, look, a second four. Yep. And then I draw a four of hearts, the second four, which gives you a choice, four number two does, um, about the bar that opens its doors to all, or the church, which obviously I have to go with. The church changes a core mandate. What is the church, and what about their worldview has shifted? The church uh, has discovered a cache of, of data and samples from the scientists. Oh, no. Um, and, and in so doing... They they almost believe that it is an element of uh, of fate that they got this this information and material, and they are all now injecting alien DNA into their veins. Oh. <laughs> it is it is now a, a like a it has become a central tenet, even even though they're still at daggers uh, over blue versus green. Um, all of them believe in becoming one with the alien Jesus. Um, <laughs> and, and so they are, they're trying that that's, there you go. Take that and run with it, <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> All right. Um, what card I got an eight. Let's see. What do we get for eight? What's I think this is our eight? first eight. It's our first eight. What does success look like in our place? What do the inhabitants want? (laughs) Okay, so I I know what success looks like to the people in the church. So they are are at gunpoint over, you know, no, it's blue, no, it's green. And so they've decided to settle the matter by injecting alien DNA. That'll show them. They've decided that whoever... (laughs) Whoever is the first to gain, like, you know, psychic alien powers or a tail or, you know, like a third (laughs) eye on their forehead, like, obviously that will demonstrate favor from the alien gods. Right. And that'll prove that that'll prove their truth. And that'll prove that their color is the right color. Right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Grayson? I... Got the Ace of Diamonds. Oh ho! Let's see. This is our uh, fourth, fourth ace, ace, I believe. Yep. 
Sometimes change is so slow that the world shifts unnoticed. What is the groundswell that has been taking place so quietly? What is the groundswell that has been taking place so quietly? I mean, to stick with the church, slowly more and more survivors start joining this congregation. The two groups start to get larger and larger and to a point that no one really notices, but suddenly a lot of people are part of the church. Oh no, right. they're all not all of <laughs> It's kind Not of a critical mass thing where suddenly this really is a, a religious, you know, <laughs> city instead of a, a mining <laughs> facility. All right. All right. Boop. That sounds good. My turn. Oh, I got the uh, third ten. Rut row. Yep. All right. Do you have your questions in front of you or do you want me to read them out to you? Uh, I'll do the one, the great loss, then. Okay, there's a great loss uh, that sets new burdens on the inhabitants. How do they cope, and what have they lost forever? Uh, I'll go back to yours with um, uh, the loss of Alfred Booter IV. Oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, the scientists realize, of course, he wasn't a spy. Uh, and they feel the loss of his smile and uh, friendship. Uh, and they mourn deeply for what they have done. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now I will first answer the. Oh, uh, you! How far you? Need to, we need to leap ahead now. You need to roll a die. Two weeks. Okay. Two more weeks. Ahead. All right. So we've we've crossed a total of was it ten weeks so far? Yes. Yeah. Two six yeah. and two. Um. All right. Do our characters still live here? I'm tempted to say that they don't, um, but I think they do. I think they do still live here. Have uh, the, I wonder if the church has transcended and could live outside the atmosphere. Who knows? <laughs> Ashley, what does the place physically look like? So, so I, I think... I, I think that, like... Um, I, I I would imagine that like maybe you know Alfred Booter has noticed that like man this church thing is kind of getting out of control <laughs> and so like now there's been this like kind of prolonged kind of you know there this, this prolonged period of like skirmishes in like you know the streets of Booter's Hole and Old Booter mm. between like um between you know. Alfred Booter's goons that are still there, and you know, I, I imagine they have some place they can, you know, some hole in the ground they can go hide in that like no one knew about, and the church, and basically they're he, he he's concluded that like man these guys are like getting organized and they're getting kind of weird down there. I think we might should do something <laughs> about this. You know, they're gonna screw up my mining operation that's going on somewhere else. So 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 about, uh, I think returning town, to your mandate, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think, like, this is kind of manifested in the town in that, like, you know, now there are, you know, there are broken windows. There are some rooms of some buildings that have, you know, maybe they have bullet holes in them. And so you can't, you know, they're not inhabited. There's just, 
you know, ev evidence of like fighting that's been going on for a while. Now that this church is like, you know, like basically, you know, Booter's goons are trying to evict these people because they, you know, they could ruin his whole plans if they stay organized like this. Got it. And Grayson, does the place still use the same name? Overall, I still believe it is called Booter's Hole. Though there is some movement in the church to try and change it. It's only been two weeks, so it hasn't caught on to Booter's right. Holy Ground. What was <laughs> what? it? Booter's Hole in the Ground? It's Booter's Holy Ground. Oh, Booter's Holy, Holy Ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, delightful. Okay. Um, all right. Two weeks later, ten weeks after start, my turn. Did that just happen? It didn't. I'll try again. No. Nope? Okay. Are we out of cards? We shouldn't be no, out of cards. No, no, it's just not drawing right. Seven of spades and our last seven. Um, a previous alliance shows cracks. There is bickering and infighting. Who is fighting and what are they fighting about? Um, Booter's mercenaries are starting to question whether they should be working for Booter. Not, not because they have other loyalties necessarily, but they're beginning to doubt that he can actually get them off the planet and get them home. Um, and so, so there are now factions within the mercenary group the the thug mercenary group um where they are they haven't i don't think they've they've broken out into real fighting but i think there's a lot of kind of politicking going on between you know lieutenant so and so and the the official commander and uh people who are supporting both of them and versus you know we should just leave now no we're here for a job you know what? We should take we should take Booter out as we leave the system. You know that kind of thing. That is that is my answer to that. Ashley, right. I got a six. Let's see. Um, this is our first six. This second, is our second absolutely. six. Oh, the second first one six. was the most horrible thing is capitalism. This is our second. Someone <laughs> returns to our place changed. Who are they oh, and no. how are they different? Oh, man. Um, so I've got a focus situation I want to get to. But this is such a juicy question. <laughs> juicy. I, I, I think we all know who we really want to see come back. It was me. Ooh, I, I have an idea. Okay. So I, I think that I, I think that Alfred Booter the fourth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, think I think that's who Rachel wanted, yeah. I, yeah. I think he was executed, and so he had a blue jacket. So some of the members of you know the blue sect of the church were like, oh well we'll you know we'll bury his body as an offering. And now it's, you know, um, 
this would this would be like what eight weeks after that happened um only two no you're right okay so two weeks after that happened um out of the mines uh i'll say alfred booter the fourth um he walks out and he's just breathing the air (laughs) hmm you mean like the thin atmosphere? Yeah, like he walks out and he's not in a spacesuit and he's just okay. And I'll I'll leave it at that. <laughs> awesome. Like he he you know they took him down to the mines and they left his body down there. And they're like, look, or they he's got or they tossed thing. him over the edge. But yeah, yeah, or they tossed him over the edge into the pit, and then two weeks later he walks back out. <laughs> Juicy. Yeah. All right, Grayson. I got the eight of clubs. You got the eight of clubs. Our second eight. We're running out of cards. Second eight. The news is dramatic and tensions are (laughs) high. What is the news? How is this reaction physicalized in space? Holy shit, Alex Booter the fourth just walked out of the hole. (laughs) He's breathing the atmosphere, not freezing to death. And suddenly the blue church gets a huge influx of members. (laughs) (laughs) The green church are starting to be ostracized. Shit is going down with the church. And then the mercenaries hired by Buddha III are just like confused and shocked. Maybe give their boss a call. A lot's happening because of this. Because this yeah. is a big thing. Woof. I got our last 10. Okay. If this is the fourth 10, the game is over. Refer to the section ending the game. So I do uh, think we go through the process of the 10 first. So Rachel gets see. a question. You know, we answer the other three, I think. Yeah. And then we end... And then we end the game. Alfred Peter the Fourth did just become Jesus. He did just become like Blue Jesus. Zeno alien Jesus. Yeah, he he did just pull like a you know a a Joseph Atreides or however it's pronounced. Um, I can't remember. Paul 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 Atreides. That's right. He's he is space messiah now. That's right. Uh, what's an appropriate question for this from the 10 list? Uh, someone important dies? Or uh, there could it's be a, a great victory? Or, well, no, yeah, we, we, we can't repeat. So, um, it's, it's a resting day in anticipation of problems, or it's a resting day in knowledge of a secure future, or someone important dies. Um, I'll do something important that dies. Okay, socially, politically, or emotionally. Who were they, how were they killed, and how are they remembered? So the leader of the blue, uh, the blue sect was assassinated. Oh. They were killed by Alfred Booher IV. <laughs> For he did not like to be worshipped, and uh, he f- felt no other option. Normally he wasn't like this, but he's been changed, and he doesn't know if he likes it or not. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Um, 
I don't think we need to skip forward, right? Like when you draw, when the fourth ten card is over, is is picked, it's it's over. I think. That's what so, I think. Okay, there, we'll check the section on ending the game. Uh, let's see. No matter the number of cards left in the pile, the stories that are in motion, our window has fogged, and the clarity of vision we had into this place is lost to us. It may feel sudden, but in truth, there is never a clean exit. Places go on forever, building narrative by their mere existence. But just because we can't know for certain what takes place after the window of our game doesn't mean we can't make some conjectures. So as a group without cards, decide on the following. What happens tomorrow in our place? Who wakes up? If anyone, what do they see and what is the feeling they get from the world? Hmm. So, well, obviously, um, Pope, uh, you, know, you say Pope, Pope, Pope Blue the first doesn't wake up the next day. <laughs> oh, well, no, I suppose not. Um, but I think the majority of the people there all wake up just fine. Maybe a couple of blue diehards decide to go out with their leader. Um, I think everyone else, like, comes to the, like, kind of joins the church in the, in the, the feeling of, uh, to, to follow, to follow their new Xeno god. <laughs> Uh, I feel like um, the creation of this Xenogod leaves an uh, optimistic future for the for them rest for the rest. Yeah. Even though he seems to have been changed by this process in in personality. Yeah, Yeah, I I think. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I think the the attitude in the colony is jubilant right they've had some kind of like it's a it's revelation for them and and vindication right the other thing is you know we it it was kind of unclear if you know the people who were trying to get word back to earth about these aliens like succeeded Mm -hmm. so what we don't know is you know they you know they they could be celebrating you know this great development that they don't have to worry about like you know needing fuel to just you know be able to survive and breathe but then you know how are the people on earth going to react to this and you know now there's this commune of these you know people that are worshiping aliens and injecting themselves with alien dna and like changing their bodies you know out here on this moon and plus, we don't really know what happened to Alex Booter the fourth. No, no, we don't. We just know no. he, he he got better. That's right. <laughs> I I mean, the 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 humans on Earth, the political entities on Earth, will probably bomb the hell out of this colony. Just to be honest, um, but yeah. but that's for another day. Tomorrow, people wake up jubilant and full of faith. They are the faithful, they are the chosen of the Xeno gods, and all will be well. Thank you for joining on the journey of Booter's Hole. <laughs> Thank you. 
We now end our delve deep in Booter's hole. That's right. <laughs> and our hero of Alex Booter the Fourth, or Alfred Booter the Fourth. Yep. And the strange antics of the Green and Blue Church. Well, uh, uh, Ashley, if you want to sing us out, <laughs> sing, sing us out. Oh, no. Don't actually sing, please. <laughs> coward. Homebrew kitchen. <laughs> or, or I'll just, uh, you know, cut it right here. <laughs>